And I'm Ross. We here at the Critcast like to think that movies can be both art and entertainment. This time, we're going to be looking at The War for the Planet of the Apes, which is the latest entry in the revival series based on the old and beloved franchise, Planet of the Apes. For once, I didn't have any expectations or thoughts about the movie when I went to go see it. Typically, I like reading a thing or two about a movie before I go see it to calibrate my expectations or guide my focus while watching the movie. But this time, I didn't really read anything, nor did I follow any of the news about its production. Granted, there didn't seem to be any news about the movie while it was being made anyway. So, War for the Planet of the Apes probably got the closest thing to a blank slate that I can give a movie, and I suppose it left me with a good impression. Uh, War for the Planet took a lot of risks, that I appreciated, and it looked great, but I can't say that I was particularly enthralled by it, either. In the distant future, man has fallen to an insidious ape disease. Now, the last remnants of humanity will have to fight to survive on this new ape battle planet. Bolt Charger, the last remaining American super soldier, will lead his battle planet commandos against the hordes of the cybernetically enhanced battle apes that roam the wastelands. Sazor is the evil cyborg ape bent on humanity's destruction. Utilizing an army of missile launching, laser shooting, kung fu punching apes, and their arsenal of radical transforming vehicles. But what Sazor doesn't know is that Bolt Charger has a secret super weapon at his disposal. The giant weapon mechazord known as Charlie Tron Hestroid. Now, the Battle Planet Commandos will fight an eternal war against Caesar and his cyber ape army for the fate of the world. I suppose the first thing that could be levied against War for the Planet was that its marketing was selling a completely different movie. Hell, its title is kind of selling a completely different movie. I can't call that an actual criticism because the marketing of a movie is almost completely divorced from its production and creation, but it's still worth noting that if you're if you were hoping to watch a big ape battle planet movie with ape explosions, ape guns, and ape war, then you might be disappointed. There are action scenes and the trailers do show some of it, but those moments are small parts of the movie. In fact, the third act's action set piece feels fairly superfluous and added only because the studio thought the movie would need more action for audiences to hoot and holler at. What War for the Planet is far more concerned about is the journey of the central talking ape in all these movies, Caesar. If you remember anything from the previous entries in the series and runner-up for the most overly long title ever, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, it was that Caesar was trying to find a way for humans and apes to coexist. But some evil ape scuttled that plan and he's still dealing with that in War for the Planet. The movie follows his journey to find a safe place for his eight people while he grapples with his own emotions that could threaten to destroy himself and everything he worked for. And the movie is content to take this journey slowly and let us see every moment of learning and emoting. I appreciate that the movie takes its time and doesn't try to rush his growth too much. There are long moments of silence and stillness as characters find the words to say or decide on a course of action, held together by the excellent facial and body acting. This is in addition to the fact that the primary cast doesn't speak, except for Caesar, and they mostly communicate through sign language with subtitles. Of course, none of this would be even remotely tolerable if the apes and CGI didn't look great 
and if Andy Serkis wasn't doing what he does best as Caesar. It should come as no surprise that the CGI in this movie is awesome. Most of the primary characters in this movie, the characters we spend the most time with, needed to look good or nothing would have worked at all. But Circus and the other motion capture actors bring the apes to life, especially in the face. Honestly, the only part of the movie that looked bad was right at the end for the big dumb action sequence, with a special shout out to one explosion that looked like a really shitty Photoshop effect. And speaking of looking good, this movie looks gorgeous even without the CGI effects. Maybe I'm just so used to urban environments because of the other action movies I like watching, but I find myself particularly enamored by all the lush, natural environments that the movie takes place in. Or at least the first half of the movie. I think the long, wide shots of the apes traveling or searching was supposed to further highlight how well they're blended into the real world, but I think they also doubled as natural beauty shots. This kind of falls away in the later parts of the movie when we're dealing with the military. Uh, not just because it takes place in a cold and impressive uh, environment, but also because this is the part of the movie where the big dumb action set piece occurs and they obviously use big CGI landscapes and hordes for that. However, this is where I think the movie sags too. The movie is almost two and a half hours long and there are moments where it feels like it's over two and a half hours long. That's not a good thing. A movie where you can feel the minutes tick by is a boring movie. But I can't say War for the Planet is boring. It just lingers for long stretches of time. And in those stretches of time, my mind wanders. I'm not asking for an explosion or a car chase. And the characters were certainly doing something and not just faffing about for no reason. The rest of the cast was pretty good, I suppose. I'd call almost all of them underdeveloped to some extent, except perhaps the primary orangutan character, Maurice. This wouldn't nearly be as big of a problem if it weren't for all the character moments that tried to make me feel sad, but really just fell flat. The one gorilla that accompanies Caesar has an implied history with Caesar, and I suppose you see it in the other movies. And that's supposed to pay off, but I don't think we ever saw it in this movie, so his moment fell flat. Then there's this comic relief chimp that's introduced, and I feel like he's just introduced to be, well, comedy relief, and to have someone for Caesar to talk to occasionally, because he can talk too for some reason. He doesn't feel exceptionally necessary, and yet he was there the entire time. And that little girl you see in the trailers felt a little unnecessary at times too. I get her narrative purpose as the kind and innocent contrast to the other humans in the movie, but she doesn't do much else. So I ended up wondering why she's tagging along for so long or why she's at the center of a few big scenes. Uh, the rest of the humans are just cartoon characters, including Woody Harrelson. I think I lacked interest in some parts of the movie because character motivations and narrative arcs got a little too complex at some point in the movie. I could understand Caesar's desire to aid his people and serve his own interests, but that gets all caught up in the machinations of Woody Harrelson's evil military man. He wants to save the planet for humans, obviously, but this method and the reasons for his methods feel like they take a few too many leaps in logic. I understand that they were trying to set up the original Planet of the Apes, and I appreciate Caesar's position of being caught in someone else's insane plan, but it lost focus for me. Plus, there were a bunch of moments in a row near the end of the second act where I couldn't help but wonder how they were happening. 
Uh, let's just say that Woody Harrelson is leading a battalion of the most blind and unobservant soldiers ever. It got super really ridiculous really fast. Taken all together, I actually like this trilogy of new Planet of the Apes movies. I like the direction they took as prequels and they were far more thoughtful than they needed to be. In terms of being realistic, thoughtful, sci-fi, they delivered. The same is still true for War for the Planet of the Apes. However, I can't say that I was incredibly excited or engaged while watching it. I was never bored or annoyed, which is always a good thing. But I can't exactly give a super glowing recommendation for the movie. So I guess if you're up for a thinking man's sci-fi movie that isn't afraid to take things slow and looks great almost all the time, then War for the Planet of the Apes would be a great way to scratch that itch. It's certainly not a waste of your time and money, but be prepared to sometimes feel like your time is going by really slowly. I'm Ross, and this has been the CritCast. You can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Y'all have a good day now, and make sure to clean up after yourselves in the theater.